Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to WEEI. We're talking Bill O'Brien joining the Patriots as offensive coordinator. And joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is Dan Orlowski of ESPN. He's brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. And by Town Fair Tire. For the best prices on tires, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Dan Orlowski joins us right now. So, Dan, I'm just going to start here because when this news broke yesterday from Adam Schefter, you quote tweeted it, something along the lines of, this is great news for Mac Jones. So, in the simplest terms, let's start there. Yeah, well, first, I was wrong. It's not great. It's perfect for (laughs) Mac. Absolutely perfect. This was the hoped, uh, ideal situation for Mac. I think number one, Mac is one of those players that he, he really needs to be coached very hard. Thumb down, high level of demand, almost an obsession with it. Bill O'Brien is going to bring that. So this, that's the perfect situation when it comes to the style of coaching. Second thing, a big part of Bill's offense is the vertical pass game. And I don't mean like 60-yard launches downfield. I mean the 15, 20, 25-yard throws, the chunk throws, the three-leveled throws. Mac thrives in that stuff. He wants that stuff. He's got great feel for those. Big part of Bill O'Brien's offense. Third, Bill has always given his quarterbacks great autonomy at the line of scrimmage. Control, get us in and out of the right plays. These looks versus these fronts, we want this. Control the line of scrimmage. Change protection. Get us to certain game plan specific plays. Mac obviously thrives in that. Has the great intelligence for that. So, when it comes to, and this is what I always say, like we should never have the conversation of is it a good fit It's the NFL. It, is this, does this allow a player to thrive? The absolute answer to that question is absolutely yes. So, Dan, if you started looking for hobbies, because you spent a lot of time last season uh, picking apart Matt Patricia's offense. I feel like every week we got yeah. videos from you. How, how are you going to fill all those hours now moving forward? Yeah. Don't worry, there's 31 other teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I think uh, what I'll look forward to is, you know, doing good videos and, and uh, uplifting videos and positive videos. I, I do, trust me, I like doing those way more than the, I guess, the negative ones. So, Dan, where were you on Mac since we only got to know so many people's opinion on Mac as so negative or frustrated last season? Uh, it's been a while. Where were you on Mac before, we'll call it, the Patricia experiment, and how long do you think it takes Billy O'Brien to undo what happened to him last season? Um, Mac will play very good football early on next season. Very good football. I was, I was, I've been high on Mac Jones since I called some of his games at Alabama. Um, truthfully, when I called games at Alabama, I did not feel he was a first-round pick because I was like, we're in this era of run-around you know, freakazoid athletes at quarterback. Then I studied Mac and saw all the 
levels of talent he had or traits that he had that were perfect for ideal quarterback play as long as he was in the perfect system. And then you watched him play and, and his rookie year, and I'm like, man, this, this kid can play. You, you can win a ton of football games with him. Um, so I think Mac has got a, the opportunity to be a very good starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time. Dan, going back to something you said just a few minutes ago, you said that one thing in Bill O'Brien's system that's going to play really strongly to Mac is these vertical throws, these chunk throws. Can you just explain how that's going to be different than what we saw at the beginning of the 22 season in terms of, you know, just chucking it uh, 50-50 ball to Devontae Parker going up vertically? Uh, That's a great question. So uh, there's two ways to create chunk throws in the NFL, really at any level of football, but obviously at the highest level, there's two ways. One, the play-action pass. You, if you, There's no way that you can create 15, 20, 25-yard throws downfield without displacing people in the defense. The only way to do that is with play-action, multiple forms of play-action, whether there's vertical stretch play-actions or horizontal stretch play-actions. Second way you do it is you have a freak. You have a Devontae Adams. You have a Justin. Those guys where you could sit there and go, hey, you go out there and we're just going to throw you these routes and you win. Now the Patriots do not have anybody remotely close to that. So the way you do that is living in that play-action world. Um, And, and again, there's so many different forms of play-action. There's bootlegs and there's play-actions. And um, I think that because of the personnel that they have, because of the style that Bill likes to play, because of the skill set that Mac has, that's why you'll get some of those play actions more so than, hey, drop back and we're just going to throw a go route to a receiver that has no chance to win. A lot of Patriots fans immediately thought of Bill O'Brien's first tenure in New England and said, oh, two tight ends and Gronk. Who are some of the, uh, and obviously they don't have a Gronk or a Hernandez on the roster right now, but who are some of the other guys on the offense, personnel-wise, who are going to benefit and see their play improve and their production improve under Bill O'Brien? Yeah, I think that Bill's going to be smart enough to... Now, I don't know exactly where they sit. I'm still in the 2022 season with some of their free agents um, as we transition to the offseason, but I would imagine he's going to have a great feel for Jacoby's skill set. Okay, Jacoby, what are we going to ask you to do? I would imagine he's going to have a very good understanding of who Thornton is, and some of the things that they'll ask him to do, quote-unquote, lifting off coverage. He's not a guy that you're going to ask to be that one-on-one route runner. Um, I think they need to add to that tight end room. Both of those players came in with a a lot of expectation. You can make the case that neither of them has met it, Um, and I don't know what the financial ramifications are. I'll tell you what they need, okay, like more so than is Kendrick Bourne going to be able to elevate – there's a sample size enough for most of these guys to know who they are. Uh, I said this yesterday in NFL Live. They still need two things. They need a guy on the outside that is a one-on-one route runner. You know, Jacoby's really more so a one-on-one route runner from the inside. They're going to need a guy that can consistently win on the outside in one-on-one situations. Um, whether you want the guy that is the the – big-bodied receiver that has great control, a DeAndre Hopkins, or you want the person that is a route, you know, a technician with his route running. But I still think that that is something that this offense is going to have to address to really play the style that they want. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Dan, 
you just answered the question I wanted to ask you, as in what do you think the Patriots' next biggest need is? So I'm just going to go slightly off paths back to something I heard you say Monday, and I never miss get up on Mondays because the crew is awesome, especially when you guys thank review you. all the uh, – it's awesome. The best football you, best football show on TV. So oh, you, thank you. you uh, Greeny set you up as only Greeny does, and then uh, you answered with Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Do you, yeah, and yeah. you called him Derek Jeter as well, which I thought was yep. actually a pretty salient comment. Um, do you really believe he's now going to become the standard in the NFL that it's not going to be, hey, try to make all these improvisational plays like a Mahomes or an Allen can and just be so fundamentally perfect? Because what he did last Sunday is about as impressive as I've seen a quarterback yeah. do on the road in years. I do, yes, because Patrick is such an outlier. And people, I, I've, I've had pushback to that comment and, you know, people, we live in this world where if you say something, they twist it into one thing, whatever. So this is why Joe, everything that Joe does, you can teach to a young player and have him work at it and develop it and make it a staple and or foundational part of his game. The rhythm of his feet, how great his pocket movement is without compromising the mechanics, the ball placement, the touch on the throws how quickly he can understand what the defense is doing, then the option is this. Those are all things that you – Patrick does stuff you can't nor should want to teach a kid. Hey, pump fake a flat route with your feet going all the way to the left and then sidearm a slant in behind two defenders. Yeah, great. You guys go teach that. Let me know how business goes for you as a quarterback treater. So, like, the thing – and that's why I said Joe's the best quarterback because he's quarterbacking in the ways that we can understand. He's quarterbacking the best. He does stuff that Patrick doesn't do. Now, Patrick's the best player, and everyone's like, how can you say he's the best? Because Patrick's the best player because he has stuff that is uncoachable. But when it comes to the traditional or even like the, the, the right now way that we would coach a kid and develop a kid, you're not doing it to, with the stuff that Patrick does because you're not going to be able to. That's why Joe is quarterbacking the best. But Patrick is still the best player. If I had, to, if I had both of them in the draft, I'm taking Patrick at 100 out of 100 times. We're talking I don't to... prefer either or because they're both freaks. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're talking to Dan Orlowski from ESPN. Um, Dan, at the beginning of our conversation, you said this is a perfect choice with Bill O'Brien being paired with Mac Jones. Is it fair then to say, barring injury or something awful like that, that the Patriots can make a good judgment off of next year on whether or not this is going to be their franchise quarterback or that Mac Jones should get a second contract with the Patriots. Yeah, I think that's fair as long as there are some improvements to the roster talent-wise on offense. Uh, again, I still, I still think you want a bona fide receiver or pass-catching threat. I, whether we, we deem that a Michael Mayer from Notre Dame as a tight end or a, or a, or a Jordan Addison out of USC or, or even a free – I think if you can add like one real pass catching person to that offense, yes, then I, I think you sit there because listen, Mac is going to attack this offseason and he is intellectually capable of handling this offense. And the, the could you imagine being Mac Jones and getting that tweet or whatever, being like, yo, uh, from what I experienced my rookie year to last year, now I get to the, the, in the, I, my assumption is Mac is like, I, I want the offseason to start right now today because it's perfect for him. And, yeah, I think it's fair to say next year you're going to have the opportunity to make a great assessment. And if I was a betting man, I would bet a lot of money that Mac Jones is going to look very much so like the guy that they expected him to 
coming off of his rookie season. As they seek offensive playmakers, what would your thoughts be on one they have in-house to some degree named Marcus Jones, the rookie punt returner who had touchdowns in all three phases, had a screen pass that he took to the house from about 50 yards. What about him as a guy that could fill that screen, get open quick, inside role playmaker that can make life easy on a quarterback? Yeah, talented player. And this is another example. Bill has always been around places where it's like, hey, who's our best players? I don't What's, I don't care what their position is on the, the roster. Who's our best players? How do we get them to football? So, you know, a, a player that in this era, Bill's going to spread stuff out a little bit. He's going to get into condensed formations. There's going to be a lot of shifts and motions in an era where you can utilize that stuff to help maybe uh, players that don't have a dominant skill set with a winning one-on-one coverage. But you, he's a guy that – how many different ways can we get him the ball – type of thing, um, maybe a little bit lesser, Tony Pollard, so to speak. Um, I, he's definitely a guy you sit there and so he's got some game-changing talents to him. Uh, Dan, I was going to try to take you to task for your tweet two weeks ago about putting cucumbers in tacos, but I'll stay on the Patriots. Um, the- <laughs> there's, a, there's a story behind that. So. <laughs> we'll get that out next week. Um, <laughs> the, the player not named Mac Jones you think benefits most on the Patriots' offense from Bill O'Brien coming to town and taking over the offense would be who? Jacoby Myers. Yeah, Jacoby. You know, Jacoby is uh, – Bill has always had a, a guy that can work the middle of the field. Uh, the way that he formation stuff creates leverages for guys um, and allows their skill set to then take over rather than, hey, you got to go do it yourself. Jacoby's a guy that you're looking at, man, he could push 100 catches next year. So, uh, real quick, Patriots, should they give him that $12 million a year? I think so. I, I, I think he's worth that, yes. I, I think he, the, the quarterback, he's the only guy that quarterback trusts and has the same type of feel with, yes. All right, Dan Orlowski of ESPN, he joins us every Wednesday. We love having him on, even though he is, seems to put cucumbers in tacos, <laughs> which sounds really gross. But thank you so much, Dan. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. We got a trend uh, on the other side. It's time to talk about Shannon Sharp's really stupid ideas about Bill O'Brien. We don't talk about him a ton on this program, but he's kind of speaking for a lot of people out there who are pushing back against the notion that Bill O'Brien is a good hire for the Patriots. We'll be right back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. He's trying to hot mic himself over here. I was just enjoying some of the wise snacks. We That's also true. learned that Fitzy has hands like feet. I uh, dropped one by the pass. Way, I dropped one pass. Daniel Graham hands. Hey, I got to say this. Uh, that conversation, that amazing conversation we this just one? had with ESPN's Dan Orlovsky, that uh, was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go The go-to wise game day. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm just going to restart this. You love snacks too that much to butcher that conversation was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Who wouldn't like that? By the way, this uh, says open, this open, is open, a read open. for Three, Ty Law, two, so it's not totally on me, okay? It's on you. I'm trying to improvise You're a professional. Over here. You're a snack. Getting there. You're a snackstress. What's your favorite Wise Snack? Uh, I like the ridges that are sour cream and, cream and onion. And you lick them. No, do you know this about him, right? I do. We've so had this creepy. conversations. It is, it is super creepy. And, and it's just, it's so beyond why? creepy. You lick an ice cream cone, you lick a lollipop. Why can't you lick That's a chip? That's the only it way you can It gives you a really... more intense uh, digestion of flavor. That's the I can't only believe way they don't put it on the bag. Yeah. You wait. A- when Andy I'm the Hart official says, spokesman for Wise, you'll be laughing. He will never be the official spokesman for Wise. Even they'd be like, can you not? Yeah, can you stop just... talking about licking our chips? We're going to go to Bill O'Brien now, but first I want to grab this call because I feel like this caller might be in the vein of some people that we're about to talk about. Jerry from Whitman, you're on. Hi, yes. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm actually an Olofsky fan, so it's baffling to me that everything that just came out of his mouth, I, I could not disagree with uh, more wholeheartedly, and I'm not even saying that O'Brien is a bad coordinator. I'm curious to know what it is anybody in New England has seen, including the group that you have there, of Mac Jones that leads you to believe that he's ever, in his career, going to be anything more than a middler. His completion percentage this year alone was behind Andy Dalton, uh, Matt Ryan, um, Daniel Jones, uh, he has absolutely no ability to run for a first down when needed with his legs. I think he's got one rushing touchdown in his career. He can't run out of first down. He's got no velocity on his ball at all. I mean, I, when you look at the NFL combine and you see the, the split seconds, how important those are, right? There's a, there's a huge difference between running a 4-2 at Tyreek speed and running a 4-7 or a 4-8. Now, both of those times to you and me seem blazing fast, but there's a significant difference. All right, I think we get it, Jerry. You think Mac Jones sucks. Well, <laughs> no, Jerry, wants, Jerry wants what Dan was talking about. When he was saying Mac Jones isn't a first-round pick, he wants the athletic, strong-armed, the things you he can see at Josh the combine. Allen. He wants the combine guy. Give me a combine guy, because okay, Mac's but- never going to win at a combine. Mac is not that. Orlovsky, I think, is the one that likes to say superpowers. Mac's superpower is his brain is his ability to digest information, right. read coverages, make fast decisions, Quick make decisions. an accurate throw. Processing, but if, yes. But if you want the things that it sounds like Jerry wants, then I understand Mac is not for you. But I also, I tend to agree, because I don't think, if you listen, I don't think Orlovsky said Mac is a top five quarterback. He said oh. he's a quarterback that can win a lot of games in this league. Mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Now you have to surround him with talent. He's never going to Josh Allen it where he's going to be responsible for, like, all six touchdowns because he ran for two, he ran around one guy, ran another guy over, threw a missile through three guys' hands, and then got to his... That's not him. But we've learned around here, and I'm not making the comparison, Mm -hmm. we've seen Brady and Manning Mm -hmm. and Breeze have really good careers, Mm -hmm. win a lot of games, unless I'm wrong, win a lot of games playing a certain style of... Pocket football, smart football, right. Eddie football. And Brady developed the strongest arm of the three over time, but Brady's arm wasn't what it's it was. It's not a cannon. No, it's it's strong. He doesn't rank with the top three quarterbacks that are playing in the AFC. It does not. Joe Burrow, I mean, but also we don't usually have to see Joe Burrow, like, uncork one. All right, how about this? If you were given Brock Purdy, if he wins on Sunday, if you're given Brock Purdy on his rookie deal, seventh rounder versus Mac Jones, you would take... Um, Mac Jones. 
I would take Mac Jones. Would you? Yes. Would you? What do you think Mac Jones would look like playing for Kyle Shanahan? That's right. Well, not just Kyle Shanahan. Playing with an all-pro left tackle, an all-pro wide receiver, all-pro tight end, and he's got four all-pros. You know my joke. The last time that Mac Jones got in a huddle with all-pros, he was wearing an Alabama uniform. He doesn't know what that feels like to have those guys. Waka waka. It's really a joke. It's just an observation. Yeah, it's better than your joke. My line. It's not a joke. What was your terrible joke earlier? You ruined the show. It was just a quick. People crashed on the pipe. Sixteen turnovers. Yeah, sixteen turnovers. Worst joke. He was worst joke. I liked it, Fitzy. There's a level of cleverness you would. Now see, he has to come after you. See, here comes. Now he'll start calling you you people. See, I do those things. I just say you would, and then she's like, "What is that supposed to mean?" She starts thinking about what does that mean. Didn't really mean anything. It was just me saying something. See, he's a debate team guy. He just wants to get under your okay, skin. Okay, Brock Purdy or Mac Jones? I would say Mac Jones. Okay, then just I say it. Why argument. would you say? Just say it. Because you can't dismiss the fact that the guy is going for seven in a row to yes. open his career. He's doing eight. it in he's the playoffs or eight in a row. He could win a Super Bowl. He could do something that's never been done. In the history of the National Football League, a rookie quarterback going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. Now, he won't carry his team to that. That. The Debo Samuel play a couple weeks ago where he just drops it off over the middle. Debo Samuel has nobody. I'll the size throw it 10. You around. take it the other 65. Right. But in the stat sheet, uh-huh. I'm on pro football uh, reference right now. On the pro football reference, that goes down as a 70-yard touchdown pass for Brock <laughs> Purdy. Like, you know, I don't see the clip. I it's just a read little the numbers. Inflated. It's, it's a, a little, little inflated. inflated. Uh, I have a question for you. I have a pitch for you, Fitzy. Okay. Ooh, Since here. we have, I'm sure you're going to see 80 for Brady, right? Oh, are you kidding me? I've got opening night, opening day, opening weekend tickets. I can't. Why? I have, I'm going to live stream the Guys, movie. Can I pitch to Fitzy? Live the whole Fitzy, movie. I have the sequel. Okay. And it's for Brock Purdy. It's called 30 for Purdy. And it's about three extremely hot 30-year-old women. I'm in. Who travel to San Francisco to see Brock Purdy play. That's actually called, that's a real movie. I'm actually interested. 30 in Zach, for Purdy? Zach Wilson's agent tried to get him to audition for the movie. <laughs> like, he can't get a spot. Four 30-year-old women are probably attractive. So right there, the movie is more watchable. What's, not, what's more attractive than Sally Field and Rita Moreno? They are national treasures. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Emily Blunt. The uh, the the whatever the Tom Brady's fake girlfriend. No offense, Linda Sally Cardellini. Field is a beautiful woman, but of course. I mean, we, when do you want us to stop listening? <laughs> no, What's so tr- unappealing about hearing your elderly father talk about stag? What's going to be a tougher two hours to watch: the cutdown of Brady versus the Cowboys, or eighty for Brady? Eighty for Brady. I have. I will not watch it. I'm, I think I'm just going to just purely. I, no, I need now. I need to pay for your ticket and take you to see it. And we're going to Facebook. I think live I'll the watch it thing. with my mom. I think it'll be a sweet little like. I think thing. I'd rather be Does with my mom sweet? than watch eighty for Brady. My mom's not. You alive. would rather what? What do you mean by that exactly? <laughs> what did you just say? I, me. You mean sit with her? No, right? be uh, not, not be alive. Not be with her. Oh, jeez! That's what you said. I'd rather. That's how she. Took I'd it rather too. join her than actually watch that. You movie. just said okay. that. Yeah, that. I sorry. I apologize, audience. Anyway, <laughs> Fitzy, thirty for Purdy. Thirty and for Purdy. Like, what do you like it? Um, how about a little for Kittle? Right. <laughs> what, what are we doing <laughs> what is here? That? It's a real radio show, not a bad podcast <laughs> like we like- normally do. <laughs> the burning fires for Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I know it is that is that about STDs? I don't know. <laughs> really quick. Listen, we're Just spitballing. really quick. We gotta we gotta go over to oh, skirts for something. Hers. Where we Anything. where we started with this conversation, <laughs> and I thought the caller was gonna his call screen said something more about Bill O'Brien. He really just wanted to call and hate on Matt. Yeah, he hated Matt. Crap on, and just crap on. This is a good point from Alex. But the uh, no no no, I'm not going to go to Alex right, right now. Fine, you relax, Alex, okay? There. Don't even look at Alex. Right. Don't even okay. So <laughs> when What's we came in today. 
you said, Fitzy, yes. mm-hmm. that you were sick of now the second day pushback against the Bill O'Brien hiring. Correct. And I'm going to play this clip from Shannon Sharp. One, because I think the first part of it is actually funny. And two, because I think there are a group of people out there who really feel this way that are Patriots fans. Here's Shannon Sharp. Shannon, on a scale of one to ten, how much of a difference will Bill make for the Zero. 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 All right, what did I tell you? Who did I tell you? I said, he going to go. But he ain't going outside his circle. No. So he going to go get somebody that he know he's very familiar with. And he go, Coach Saban, you're not going to miss him. He went and got Bill O'Brien from, uh, uh, from Alabama. Skip, look, Tom Brady, he the only offensive coordinator Tom Brady didn't win no Super Bowl under. Oh, my God. That's and a good point. There ain't no coincidence. Every other coordinator he had, he got a Super Bowl. Multiple. He got zero with him. Mm. I mm, kind of like mm, that. Mm. It is such a trolley zag. Mm. That it mm. that he's the only coordinator that Tom Brady didn't win a Super Bowl. He's the only offensive coordinator that Tom Brady win no Super Bowl. The under. funny thing is, he's that's technically correct. Yes, it, no, Brady it's only true. had three when it's he was fact. in New England. It's a fact. Technically, he was never named offensive coordinator, so you can, wasn't he? In, no, he didn't was. he get the title was he in 2011? By eleven, yeah. Yeah. it was nine, ten, eleven, right? Yeah, he okay. got the title. He did. Okay. Uh, they were the, in the Super Bowl with Gronk playing on one foot, and they threw a hail mary to win the game. That Gronk was like. Inches away. And Tom Brady threw an ill-advised bomb to Gronk on said one leg in the third (sighs) quarter. Chase Blackburn intercepted, which was a game changer. And Tom Brady and Wes Welker were inches away. The famous Butterfingers play. Was it a a bad pass? Was it a drop row? It was both. Whatever. Bill O'Brien coached and coordinated one of the best offenses in the NFL this century. It's not his fault. Also, to the Alabama fans on all the Crimson Tide blogs that are saying... Oh, get out of here. Man, one man's trash will not be this other team's treasure. Sorry, or as uh, someone else in town uh, likes to say, sorry. Uh, guess what? It's not his fault that Herndon Hooker was able to put 52 on Alabama this year when Bama scored 49. It's so dumb. This pushback is completely baseless, and it's just agenda-driven, or in their case, ratings and click-driven. No, but where is it from? Because it's not just people with microphones you know who, who don't know that when the game is asked one to ten, you can't give zero. They asked you to rank one to ten the impact of Billy O'Brien. He said zero. It annoyed me. But they may do it for ratings. Why do people Andy, on Twitter hate Bill O'Brien? This is well, I'll tell you. Alabama people are no, no, no. These are own. New England. People. I know the New England. It's because they have a fear of the friend of Bill, and they think of Bill O'Brien before as a fob. before you lose your mind they think of him as a friend of bill and they look they look at the interviewees that were brought in and they're all friends of bill they're all at least they're they're one to two degrees separation from bill and this is a retread and even if it's a great retread i think that there's some people who sat through the last year and saw what happened with bill's best friends and said I don't want to do that again. Yeah, but those so did they never called offense? But but forget that. Do those people realize he was an offensive coordinator at two major colleges before he ever met Bill Belichick? You know what? Some of them might not. That's my Andy. point. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. That, then there, there is stupidity there. Oh, and Andy, you don't know what you're talking about, so don't be so vehemently against a perfect hire. I continue to push back on. Forget friend of Belichick or whatever. All right.
right. The guy coached for your team, knows your system, your offense, your way of doing business. Never won a Super Bowl. Oh, my God, never won a Super Bowl <laughs> within seconds. So, yeah, and also, so funny uh, how tra- triggered you get Neither did that. Randy Moss. You know, Randy Moss sucked as a receiver. Never won a Super Bowl. Damnedest thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he did Wes catch Welker, a touchdown a to walk right? off the field with a lead on a perfect season for the greatest team that ever stepped on a football field at any level, and then they screwed the pooch by letting another touchdown score on a blitz. But forget that. Moss is the reason they didn't win that Super Bowl. That's what people will tell you no, in Bill this town. O'Brien and, and, was. No, that's no, a different I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I, and I, and I need to make this point, too. I, I just want to tell everyone I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get Andy upset. In addition to the fact you that he took... the coordinator, Tom Brady, win no Super Bowl. In addition to the fact that he took multiple iterations of the Houston Texans to the playoffs, and yes, I understand maybe next to trading Hopkins, but that's as GM. The worst mark on him as a head coach in the NFL was not being able to maintain a 24-0 lead at Arrowhead. He was wildly successful in the, in the Texans if you judge it based on winning or losing or at least making the playoffs. And the experience this man gained, and I'll always respect him for this, being willing to go from calling offense on the Patriots to stepping into the hornet's nest that was Penn State after the Sandusky and uh, Joe Paterno debacle and being able to turn that program around, like, that takes stones. This guy, I mean, this guy, this is the, exactly who you want to come in when, you're, when your need for an offensive coordinator is as much about competent play calling as it is cleaning up someone else's mess. So what would you say to the people out there who would say, okay, that 2011 offense, for example, mm. so stacked and great, and the offenses before that, and with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. how can you compare those offenses to anything that New England has now, and how can you look at that track record of success with New England before and say he's going to be able to replicate that given what we just watched over at the last season? How many games has Bill Belichick won with Brian Hoyer as his starting quarterback? I I don't know. If I believe zero. I'm not okay. going to check it. I'm going with zero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shannon Sharp. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, Bill O'Brien took Brian Hoyer to the playoffs. That right there. So mm-hmm. you're talking. It's fair for you to say he doesn't have Gronk. He I'm doesn't have Hernandez. He doesn't have Brady. I'm not that saying Saturday. that's my perspective, but you guys are asking for the pushback, and that's what's out there. That's what people are saying. But it's so lame. It's wrong. It's, so bad. it's just. It's not even lame. It's wrong. The man is an accomplished offensive coordinator. His offenses that were terrible at Alabama, I believe, were six and four in the country in points scored the last two years. Not good enough. Oh my God. You were outside of the top five by one for one season when you had no receivers. And as Fitzy points out, you're losing games because you had the audacity to score 49, not 53. Like, yeah, people don't know that Billy O'Brien is really good. I also think the people are fixating on the fob factor. The friend of Bill. How about you fixate on the fact that he's not a yes man? He never ain't has going been. outside his circle. No. So Andy, this never is, been this, a yes man. He will yell back at Bill. Me. He'll yell back at Obama. He'll yell back at Wu. <laughs> He'll yell back at anybody that yells at him. And I think that's a good thing. So Andy, former you, President Barack you, Obama yell at Bill. You've been in the building. Of an important person. <laughs> you've been in the building with Bill O'Brien back in those days. Love him. What was the dynamic guy, right? between him Very and good. Belichick like before? <laughs> He did one I'm thing not... on a plane once that rubbed me the wrong way, but we'll talk what about was that. that. Did he do no, a somersault and say you can't do that? No, that I'd be impressed to see. No, he is a very confident, but certainly um, volatile guy. Surly he has a temper. He can he be seems surly. surly. Like, isn't that good? Don't surly people usually have confidence? Like, I, I don't. I don't want to push over. Right. I want a guy that's coming in here and's going to pull his bootstraps up if he has them and fix the damn mess that Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick created. Exactly. He's the guy with the experience, the knowledge, the systems. Andy, to I get. Blend. I, I get all that. I'm not talking about his personality. I'm talking about the dynamic between him and. 
Belichick. Like, he's, are they, is he going to, you say he's not a yes man. He's not. Is he going to challenge Belichick? Yes. Is he going to come in here and say, what the hell happened here over the last season? I don't know if he'll <laughs> voice it in that way, but I think he will clean it up. And, and I don't even know if he's going to have to do that. That's the other question we can touch on. <laughs> Is he answering to Bill in that sense? Like, is Bill hovering over the offense? Touch on it now. Or no. is Bill now head coach emeritus riding around in a golf cart checking in on special teams and, and offense and defense that are now run by NFL head coaches? Do you think he's going to be in the golf cart at training camp? I, 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 in my head, that he's becoming be Bobby rough. Bobby. Yeah. Last year, he was snapping the ball and running routes. Exactly. He, was like, that he would had be the thing on his head, as the best red as possible. Um, dare I, I, I would hazard a guess that I believe Belichick respects and trusts Bill O'Brien so much that he'll need to be involved in the offense way less. He'll be able yeah. to divest himself of it and not give full autonomy, but pretty much trust Bill O'Brien to run things the way he did when he was here over a decade ago and the way Josh did as well. And as far as O'Brien, it's sort of like, I'm sure there have been times where you've been away and you've come home and as much as you love and you trust your wife, you walk into the house and you're like, what the hell happened here? And she's like, don't ask questions. That's the same thing that's happening now with Bill O'Brien. He's coming home, and the kids made a mess. He's coming home. And he's coming home, and it's like, don't ask why there's a mess in this house. Just come in, help me clean it up, and get everyone right back on the wedding track. You're not getting coming home played right now as much as you might try hard. It's not the rejoin music. That's exactly what's sweet little. That's exactly what's going to happen right now. Come in and clean up the mess, and then I will trust you to steer the ship. Going forward. And I know a lot of people in market love to, and I, I do as well. I love rewatching that video. People are in love with the time, about the Brady the time that he had shouted at Brady and needed to be restrained from wanting to attack Brady. Like Belichick walked over and held him back like he was an NBA player. That's what I want. Yes. I love the fact that he dropped more F bombs on Brady as we could read no S and F U. Like that's you need because last year, what did we have? The five-minute word salads we got from Matt Patricia trying to be everybody's and meanwhile, buddy. Meanwhile, Mac Jones is over there yelling, shut the F up. Right, right. And you know what we'll get? We may get some F-bombs from from the offensive coordinator, which is fine, but we'll probably get less from Mac because Bill O'Brien's not going to put up with that I'll crap. take the under. But we won't see a single one. But there'll be no need for not it because he's not, not on field. Oh, and if he does? Oh, if you thought Brady versus O'Brien. Oh, return of serve. <laughs> oh, we'll be watching a tennis no, match go back and forth. No, no, that's a penalty. It's holding. Are we including Mac walking over and slamming his helmet or ripping off, you know, his little no, play I mean on sheet. field like we saw multiple times this year. If they get to the sideline so side and they lines. go at it a little bit, that's fine. But, I mean, football players walk up and down the bench dropping F-bombs. That's mm-hmm. part of the game. It's part of the team dynamic. But you will not see a player on the field F-bombing Billy O'Brien on the sideline. Short game effing sucks. Yes, you'll see none of that. None of that. Quick game sucks. Nope. You will will absolutely not see that. I will state it. He doesn't tolerate it. So, the other thing, how come he doesn't get any, like, normally we are... Andy, I swear to God, if you smack the table one more time... Go ahead. I have told you She's like the uh, South Pole Elfin. (laughs) I have said, do not hit the table. My headphone jack... I'm talking with my hands. My headphone jack over here... Ken Laird told me not to talk about this on the radio anymore. It is so broken. Fix it. Every day I come in and I go, is this fixed yet? No. Put it in the And when you hit the table, careful with your verbiage. Uh, The large (laughs) jack hole works. Every time you hit the table, the perfect like setup that I have with the headphone that allows me to actually hear the radio show that I'm supposed to be one chairing right now 
falls apart. If you hit the table one more time, you're going to have to buy me a whole pack of Mountain Dews for tomorrow. Prada, Harriet Hardo, radio host. Wow. The one chairing right now. Anyway, when we come back. I come across as the rational one. When we come back, I want to talk to Fitzy because I don't even think that Andy's watching this show. There's a TV show set in Boston. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty dark. And one of the uh, darkest aspects of it has to do with your Boston sports teams. We'll be right back. Andy, you get a free pass. Typical. I got I got really excited about the rejoin, and I just hit the table and screwed up my headphones. Uh-huh. Like, what are we doing here? Do I as I say, not my, as I do? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. You'll be a good parent someday then. I hope so. I hope Although one your dog's day. not going great. What? You said it's dumb. My dog? Yeah. I didn't make her that way. No, I got her that the way. The text line said that often dogs' intelligence are directly tied to their owners. It's a reflection of the owner. Yeah. Which is fair. I never claim to be smart. Your dog hears stupid all day, just regurgitates stupid. Well, that's why you always talk to <laughs> you talk to kids like adults. You don't ever like treat them dumb and then they grow up to be smart because you talk to them like adults from the beginning as opposed to like <laughs> like no, just talk to it. Did it's you, a person. Did you just talk, talk to, to your baby? It's a person. Like like it's a, a person. Like hello baby. How hello. are you? <laughs> yeah. Karen, hello. Boy, hello. stock market's getting killed today. Yeah, did like, you just is that how you were with your kids? You your kids I are growing. I never used like You never used Come baby, When they were When your baby was no. 6 months old, you would say good morning baby. I, yeah, I would well, I would you address him by his name. Good morning. Hey, blanket, Good morning, get over here, baby. Oh, look who soiled themselves again. Well, you're gonna have you found your way into this mess. You created. You're gonna have to find your way out. Like, of he wasn't gonna dance. I said, oh yeah, you're going. You know what I'm saying? Make a pile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how you should talk to your baby. Christian Barmore style parenting. Absolutely, <laughs> Barmore <laughs> baby. Talk. Slow down. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. That's the number. Let's take a call here. This is Paul in Providence. Paul, you're on. Hey guys, thanks a lot for taking my call. So uh, my, my take at the end of the season was I'd be perfectly fine rolling this offense back out there if they could get a legit coordinator and shore up the line a little bit. I think Whoop, Paul, we lost you. Belichick, oh, please. here you are. What was that? I, I said I think O'Brien is the, you know. Oh, thanks oh, for the call, Paul. Sorry. I agree with him. But get I think a co- we can this was my three-point plan. You remember it? It was get a coordinator. Get a tackle, get a receiver. You're done. You're back in the playoffs. You're contending for winning playoff games. Uh, tackle? Can't we get two? See, I think you could move uh, Trent Brown back to right tackle. Just get yourself a nice young left tackle to build around for the next five to ten years. And then trade for T. Higgins. Oh, yeah. It's going to cost you your first round pick. It's going to cost you your first round on. Sure, just go do that. Great. But what about, why not, you trade the second round pick, you tell D-Hop and B.O.B., you just got to sit down Iron things out. You just, put a bottle of tequila between them, mm. and you say, get in your feelings. How does that work out? How about we just start with a beer summit? Yeah. Okay, like, beer the hard summit. stuff. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> what night ever ended well where you'd put mm. a man, two people with differences in a room with tequila? <laughs> Doesn't sound like a great plan. <laughs> it I love tequila. What's wrong with tequila? There's nothing wrong with it, but when You're people have issues. You're making it sound dangerous. It, it is. is. Oh, I guess I don't feel that way about it. I think you're thinking of like the gold tequila that gets you no, crazy. No, no. First gold of all, it's not, I'm it's thinking not the of like a tequila. Casamigos. Yeah. Okay. It's not a matter whether it's blanco or reposado tequila. It, it does cra- make a cray-cray. difference. Does it does it? make it. Oh yeah, the blanco is like way more smooth, tame. It's like uh, 
It's like a step. I feel like it's a step more tame, actually, than drinking. You know vodka. what it's like, Andy? It's sort of like when you have so, those lawnmower beers that you like versus the haze bombs that yes. I enjoy. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can like the haze bombs do screw your head because yeah, the hops are preservatives and of course yeah. the preservatives. So Fitzy, I yeah. wanted to talk to you about this because right Andy, here. you can you can take a minute, just don't hit the table, you know, because you don't watch television. Mm-hmm. There's this new show on HBO, Last of Us. It's about like. I wouldn't call it a zombie show. Oh, I'm out. It's kind of zombie-ish. It's an it's end, of, it's an end of the world. Sort of Holocaust, if you will. Great theme song, by the way. It's Listen like, to this. Listen, it's awesome. Beautiful. HBO never misses on their themes. Do, Coop, that is the first time I've heard from you today. Hello. And it's second, going. it's the <laughs> it best thing. Random. It's one of the best things you've said. It, they always crush the theme songs. West True World, Detective. Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Like, spectacular. Anyway. So this is not a spoiler. The premise of the show is that there is a fungus mm-hmm. that among us yeah, exactly the fungus among us i would and probably it, not play that video game and it uh it mutates yes in order to basically take control of people and the entire planet yes and so it wreaks havoc on the whole world Mm-hmm. But the show itself is really based in Boston, at least right now. Mm-hmm. I think it hits the road in a couple episodes. It's the, epi- it's the epicenter of the beginning. But right now, they're in Boston, and the year is 2023. But the year in Boston, by the way, everything is like just, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, and it's an awful existence, and there's a whole zone that you can't leave. And it's a really good show. It's actually kind of surprisingly funny. Like, episode two. Mm-hmm. Well written show. Bella Ramsey is very, very good. Yeah. I what populate what percent of the population would you say has been wiped out by this fungus? Ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent. So there's very slim survival. This this fungus hits and mutates. The apocalypse essentially happens in the year two thousand three. Mm-hmm. That means now this might be the darkest part of the show. In the year 2003, it's May 2003 that this that everything mm. goes to hell. Mm-hmm. That means that you only have one Patriots Super Bowl. The Red Sox never win the World Series. Oh, my God! Let alone win multiple World Series. Ah! You don't get the 2008 Celtics championship. Ah! You just have all the championships before. You don't get the 2011 Bruins Stanley oh Cup. Oh, my God! You don't get the back end of the Patriots dynasty. You're left with Tom Brady having just gone nine and seven in the Tara Reid year. Bill O'Brien's still at Duke. That is frightening. <laughs> just, I just wanted to float it out there. If you're thinking about watching this show, I think it's a warning because it starts 2003, and you're like, oh, 2003. What, what a time, you know? It's like the Bush years, and then you go into 2023. Who says that? <laughs> And it's very different. Well, that's one of the, they have like Bush signs up. Well, it, yeah, because it's they're to let you know where you but are. It is right. kind of interesting that like it takes place in Boston. Like Boston is on the precipice, the doorstep of all this greatness. Eleven titles to come over the next fifteen years, and sorry, a fungus cordyceps that has mutated due to the uh, crust of the earth heating up so, has now wiped out mankind and taken Tom are sports Brady. in it. Are there any no. sports references? No, this is just a fun- sports. No. There's no barely civilization. Well, I mean, no, 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 I didn't know if you'd like have a tattered poster of Tom Brady falling off idea. somewhere in the background. We'll probably see something, something like that. I Some mean, yeah. reference. If you consider zombie hunting a sport, There's no yes. big dig in it, right? What's that? There's no, no there's big no, dig. No, they haven't finished So they, the- they walk around Boston. Like, they have to. One of the things is they had to get from one area to the state house. Yeah, thank you. To our state house. 
and they're walking around the city because they're trying to avoid the fungus monster people. Mm-hmm. And they have to walk on Sturo Drive like to get around the city. And so you really get a look at what the city looks like Is in it the actually apocalypse. No. It's all CGI, I think it's CGI, I'd imagine. Yeah. It's most, mostly CGI it looks and good, soundstage. Though. It looks good. And it's got uh, the male lead is the dude who plays the Mandalorian, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal, who's like every dude, every forty year old dude's man crush right now. Yeah, he looks like a like super kind of old school cowboy type guy, mm-hmm. and he's cool. So anyway, Last of Us is amazing. It's uh, awesome. It is darkest super excellent. side of it. Yes, it is about the apocalypse. Is and it gross? A yeah, bit. it's pretty gross. I'm out. What yeah, do you mean you're out? Gross. I don't like gross things. Or you get that table hit for anxious, free. Sorry, the fungus things. takes over and it actually starts to grow through the flesh. So a lot of these zombies, they're called clickers because they can't see, but they can hear very well. So they walk around like a, an echo and location. Andy, like Andy reaches for I one reach and turns for the it clicker off. And I'm gone. And nope. he puts on his favorite HGTV. Yep. Can you believe it? They don't give you nightmares on HGTV <laughs> or the food network. The fungus literally, it comes out of your mouth. That's what it ha- That's what like happens. It has these little yeah, like tendrils little, little, that come out of your places. mouth. Little linguini. <laughs> it could come out. Yes, of worse Andy. Places, there right? are worse. Uh, Rich, Keith, Rich Keith likes it so much. He was such a devout fan of the game. He gave. Uh, he gave it like a Rotten Tomato score, like a ninety-nine out of hundred. And he has now turned the hashtag Dork Podcast into a Last of Us full-blown review and recap show. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's great. Good. They go live right after the show, too. Dork. It's great. Right. It's great. I love, right afterwards, you can have a nice hour-long, robust discussion with it. It's great. Dork Podcast. Awesome. All right. In about a half hour, we are going to talk to Brian Scalabrini from NBC Sports Boston about the Celtics. When we come back, some NFL offseason predictions from Jeremy Fowler, and there are implications for your Patriots. We'll hit that next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 